bed in the near future? No. You ever going to bed? No. Welcome to Miscellaneous Rhythm, Episode 2, the widest assortment of art and opinions in college radio. We are back on our podcast grind, unfortunately still out of the studio due to COVID-19. Unsure about if we'll be able to get back in the studio in the fall, fingers crossed. As for now, we're doing this entirely in podcast form. But uh, I've been teasing it for days. The boys have been teasing it for days. We've got some big news. But before we get to that, I would like to uh, introduce a very special guest. Our first special guest of the episode. Unfortunately, Parker is uh, sick this week, can't be with us. But we have a very formidable replacement making his return. I believe his third appearance on the show. We've got Nathan yep. Langley. Nathan, welcome. And Alistair, too. Oh. Welcome, uh, Alistair, as per usual. <laughs> yeah. I was, we were on the phone earlier today, me and Nathan. We were just talking about how uh, we were talking about the first time uh, Nathan came on uh, was the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot of fun. That was a good show, yeah. Um, from what I'm staring at right now, I'm actually looking at a picture of Nathan and Alistair and also Parker and Monica and Ryder from our very last show. It's on It's on my wall. Oh, it's yes. My treasured that, that's memories. That's a great picture. <laughs> that was fun. Right. That was a very fun show. And speaking that of fun, fun shows, we've got... Yeah. I mean, I say this a lot, but I think it's safe to say... Uh, and so, and so, how about instead of saying this is our best show, I think I should say, without a doubt, this is our biggest show uh, so far. Because we have a special guest. A very special guest. A guest that is not only special to me, but is also special to Alistair and Nathan. A guest that is very important to... Nova Scotia and to music in Canada. Uh, later on in the show, you will be hearing me sitting down one on one, great conversation with Dartmouth Zone, Matt Mays. I am very, very, very excited to, uh, to share this interview with you. Matt's a great guy. Um, Alistair and I have met Matt before in Port Hawkesbury at the Granville Green. And super, super great guy. Um, Very glad to be able to have him on the show, talk about his new record, talk about Nova Scotia, um, all things very relevant, very important right now. Speaking of the new record, it is available now. And the album is titled Dog City. Pretty ambitious, uh, you know, content to come out with a a brand new album out of nowhere, and it's all through the perspective of a dog. Like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. It is. It's super cool. I uh, I loved the album. I thought it was great. Matt recorded it um, entirely in quarantine, completely self-arranged, self-written, self-recorded, all from the comfort of his own home. Very awesome. Very excited to be talking to Matt. But for now, we've got a great show ahead of us as per usual. It has been over a month since we recorded our last show. Uh, things have changed. We've still been uh, we've still been locked down. Things have changed a little bit. Uh, restrictions are starting to get lifted um, in various parts of the country, various parts of the, uh, the Maritimes, and, and Nova Scotia is following suit. Doesn't seem like this thing is uh, is going to end anytime soon, but it seems like it's getting better and better um, by the week, which is very, very good to hear and very hopeful. On the bill tonight, we're going to be talking about our top five summer songs for 2020. We're going to be talking about riding concerts, we're going to have our hot takes as per usual, and we're going to talk about albums that we're looking forward to in 2020. We're going to start off with uh, a high note. The weather's getting warm. It is uh, it is summer. Summer is, summer is beginning. We've got just under a month until the season officially kicks off. But one of the best parts of the summer is the songs. Think back to your favorite summer. What was the su- what was the soundtrack of that summer? 2016. 2016. The summer 2016. Yeah, I think mutually agreed upon that that was like the greatest summer of like everyone's life. The greatest summer of everyone's life. Great music released. God, there was good music that summer. Can we all agree yeah. that it was probably the summer for music as well? Mm-hmm. 2016. There was that was a good era for music. 
But I don't know. Uh, last like last couple summers, there's been some. I mean, it depends what what genre you're looking at too. I I think um, I think the general consensus is Drake always comes out with like I mean ah I shouldn't say that like I'm not the biggest Drake connoisseur. I but I mean like I think you know, he always hits comes out with bangers like every year in the summertime. Summer 2016, he released Views, which was awesome. Um, and then 2018 was Scorpion, I think. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year, we didn't get a new Drake project last year, but we had um, Igor come out, Tyler the Creator, and we had new Brockhampton. Um, a lot of great music released last summer. Hopefully this summer will be similar. Um, a lot of artists are changing up their release schedules because of the coronavirus situation people don't want to release an album and not be able to tour with it um drake just released a new album it's okay but yeah we've got new albums coming later this year which we'll get into again uh later on in the show but alistair i want to throw it to you i want you to give us your top five summer songs for 2020 so these are just songs that you're excited for uh or you get excited for you know every summer oh i get to listen to my favorite summer tracks a song you hear and you go oh man it reminds me of you know this beach trip or this time whatever songs that uh, really encapsulate the energy and the experience of the summertime so uh yeah let's throw it to you for your five yes well it's mine isn't in uh, any particular order mine are just um written down i uh yeah i was i was about to see if i could put them in order but i don't think i could um, this uh my first one here is like this is like a classic indie summer song everybody loves it as a summer song it's kids by mgmt that's a it's a great song yeah. in general but then it just that's got the summer vibes to it like that's it's got a very fun like down to it and like it's just that's a the, the lead synth on it everything about that that's a super summer vibey kind of song i think and um it's not like about summer or anything like that but just like the the the, I guess the feel of it and the vibe is pretty um pretty summery, and then um I have Grizzly Bear by Angus and Julia Stone. That's a super relaxing like when I think about that song, I think about me like sitting on like my deck in the summertime, like sipping on a beer with like that song on, like maybe the sun setting and all that. Like it's really relaxing and chill. And like if you ever watch the video, the video for it is really really well made. They're like driving like an old car and they're like the sunsets going and like they're out like running in the fields and all that. Just like a super carefree kind of video. And like that's kind of when I think of like you know summertime, I think of think of that kind of stuff. The whole carefree just doing really nothing kind of thing and then i have beachside by kings of leon i'm a massive kings of leon fan and that song is literally about like being on the beach you know what you can't get much more summery than that and uh, it does have a summer kind of sound to it too it's a pretty relaxing song and uh i have sticky fingers their song how to fly um they're like a I've been really, really into reggae lately. I've been listening to a lot of reggae, and, like, Sticky Fingers are kind of like a modern, like, if you put a little bit of electronic elements into reggae, it's got that reggae groove to it, and I just, to me, it reminds me of summer. And then, for, I think my ultimate summer song is Birch Tree by Foles. I'd say that's my number one. Um, Foles, not, they don't have a lot of fans, but, like, they, they, have, a, they have a big enough fan base. They're, they're really, really awesome bands. They're like a, they're like a, Brit pop kind of rock band and um their song Birch Trees. If you watch the video, uh the video and song go really well together and it's just like major summer vibes. When I think of summer songs, that's usually the that's the one that I'll throw on. Nice. That's a very good list. Um I big ups for the MGMT. I love Arachnid yes. Spectacular. Such a great album. Um, yes. Nathan, how about you? What are your top five? Um, I definitely, I think at number one, I, I don't know, like I would say the rest of them kind of fall in any random order, but number one for me, and like I was talking to Al about this earlier, it's like Wildfire by John Mayer. It is just like, that's it. That's it, boys. No. Uh, I, I love yeah, that. That's pretty epic summer song. Like the whole vibe of the song, the, the guitar melody, I just, I love it. Um, and like a lot of honestly for like summer 2020 especially with the new music that's been coming out like previously um canyon moon by harry styles off the new album there's just something about that tune man i and i i recently like after so long didn't listen to that album and just came in like parker who i am happily filming in for tonight got me onto that man like parker loves I, that album 
yeah and it, you know what it is good like i it it pleasantly surprised me when i listened to it um the new killers album is coming out and caution is off that album it's the one with um i think it's lindsey buckingham from um, from fleetwood mac he's playing guitar on that track so that's a wicked song if you haven't have you heard that yet uh landon no but, I let's, let's take a listen to caution by the killers I think you'd vibe with it. It is a great, like, upbeat, just a tumble along. It's a great tune. Um, and off the new 1975 album that just came out in Canada. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but Me and You Together song is probably the highlight of that album for me because it has such a vibe I got. When I first started listening to the 95, back when they put out their first album, I was like, just that Brit pop feel and, like, the hats on the drums. Oh, I loved it. It was just so sweet and it made me just happy. And like, I think that really emulates the older albums, that, that new song. I don't know. That's a great upbeat song. And, and I would say, um, I think it's called, it's a band called Crew Angbin or an artist called Clangbin and the song Mordecai. Take a listen to that. Good vibe. Makes me want to drink some beer and just relax. Nice. That's awesome. Um, very good picks on that list, Nathan. I uh, yeah. Thank you, sir. I definitely, I definitely uh, will listen to those songs, and I hope everyone at home will as well to the songs you haven't heard at least. So for me, number five, I've got kind of two lists, but not really. I've got my list, and then I've got some summer songs uh, for this upcoming year. That could not possibly have been for previous years because they came out this year that I would like to share with everybody. Maybe add them to your playlist. Number five. uh, These are in no particular order as well, but 92 Explorer by Post Malone. Just a very, very good summer song from Beer Bongs and Bentleys uh, 2018. Reminds me of going on drives with my friends down, uh, of all places, Port Hood, which is not a place you want to go. You don't want to go to that general vicinity. Yeah, you want to go 15 minutes down the road. Uh, I, I think you want to turn around before you get to Port Hood is what I'm, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Once you get to Judic, you know, you got to back around. Yeah, yeah, that's about as far as you should go. So 92 Explorer, great track from that album. Uh, number four, Feels Like Summer, Childish Gambino. He released uh, nice. an EP yeah. called Summer Pack, but it's really a single, which is with an A and a B-side, uh, in 2018. Really awesome. That's the video where it was like him walking down the street. Yes, that was an awesome song. And the video was really good too. I remember I loved that when it came out. Yes, yeah. Uh, So the video, like Alistair mentioned, has a bunch of various rap personalities, dead and alive, and it's all animated, and they're just all kind of living in this neighborhood together. Gambino's really great. His new album was. It was, it was like, okay, I don't hate it as much as a lot of people did, but I don't think um, it's as good as his previous material. If you want to look for some Gambino summer music, I strongly recommend his album uh, Kawaii from 2017, maybe. Really good summer album. Number three, we've got Biking by Frank Ocean, Jay-Z, and Tyler, the Creator. This reminds me of last year at the NSSSA Provincials, um, which kickstarted the best summer of my life so it was a very good song if you're listening michael putnam you uh, put me onto this song big time so thank you very much putsy for that one number two we've got father stretch my hands part one by kanye west uh, featuring kid cuddy from the life of pablo track two from that album really really great song um it's got gospel influences it's got that iconic kanye line about um getting a model's asshole bleach on his t-shirt really awesome nice. um, super great summer vibes that was summer 2016 uh or yeah 2016 as well i believe so big ups for uh to kanye for that and hopefully he uh he's able to make do with his next album which is apparently coming soon number one by far my favorite summer song of all time the most summery vibes to ever summer vibe came out last year on kevin abstract's album arizona baby the song is called peach featuring joba dominic fike and bareface of brockhampton what an amazing song it's got the stickiest hook i've ever heard in my life it's got really beautiful guitar it's got kevin rapping it's got 
harmony. It's got basically everything you could look for. Very bright instrumental as well. Very bright production on it. Strongly recommend. I will never find a summer song that feels more mm-hmm. summery than Peach by Kevin Abstract. But that's my list. And here are some more summer songs I recommend uh, for this year, for 2020. We've got Kyoto by Phoebe Bridgers from her upcoming album Punisher. We've got Governess Shadow from July Talk's upcoming album Pray For It. Uh, comes out in July as well. And uh, Kyoto comes, or sorry, uh, Punisher comes out in June. We've got Adore You by Harry Styles, also from Fine Line, as Nathan mentioned. And we've got something from a local artist. A song I heard and fell in love with immediately. A song very summery, very uh, bedroom poppy. It's got ukuleles, it's got really nice drums, it's got little plinks and plonks. Afraid of Your Heart by Moira Brent. We've actually had Moira's sister Claire in the studio uh, to hang out one week. It was awesome. Were you were you there that week, Nathan? I was. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that, that was, was Nathan's fun. debut, I believe, and Claire was there. We had you in for that, yeah. and we had you in for the finale, I believe, and then this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was awesome. So those. You guys know another. Um, it's funny because uh, Matt May's Indio. That's another really good summer song. Oh, that, that, that's yeah. a that's a summer that's vibe a, song for yeah. sure. Sick video too of Matt like surfing and all that. That's a that's a really good song. Definitely. Good I, 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 I noticed that does like I don't I don't know any particular songs but like I, I Mac DeMarco just the way his music rolls in the summer is just it's like so peanut good. butter and jam. It's like we got uh, uh, still beating. I think is a great summer tune. Chamber of Reflection. Mm-hmm. Basically anything off Salad Days. You're right. Um, last year Even, I had yeah. I had stuff uh, stuff from Here Comes the Cowboy. Uh, Nobody that was on my summer playlist last year. Mac DeMarco, Super Summary Vibes, you're right. Absolutely. That's oh, awesome. Two, like, his album, too, uh, Stars Keep On Calling My Name. Um, oh, my God. Even, like, songs, I think I think Blue Boys. That's not off, too, but... Um, that's from Salad Days. Yeah, Freaking Up the Neighborhood. Yeah, that's from Salad Days, yeah. Like, those are all great, like, great. And Let Her Go, another great track, another great cut. Just Summer Vibes, yeah. Awesome. So that's our those are our summer songs for this year. Um, check them out. Maybe you'll find something that uh, you resonate with, or something you heard and forgot about, or a tune you've never heard before, and uh, really fits your summer vibe for 2020. It's going to be a different summer, but we're going to make it summer we can. Speaking of such, one of my favorite things to do in the summer is go to concerts, but unfortunately, due to the current state of the world, that is not possible. So, July Talk, experimenting with something new, and uh, I would like to discuss it. So, uh, a few days ago, about maybe a week and a half ago maybe now, July Talk announced on their Instagram uh, the following post. We're over the moon to announce that we'll be performing live on August 12th and 13th at a drive-in movie theater near Toronto. We've been working on this idea for some time now, and it feels like it's going to be a pretty special event. The thought that we'll be able to perform and feel your company again is just too much. We can't contain our excitement. We're going to premiere some unreleased music video stuff and play a full-scale 90-minute live set where the audio is broadcast into your car radio and the drive-in screens play a multi-live camera feed as well. Car horn applause, anyone? Due to the ever-changing nature of COVID-19 restrictions, we will not be putting tickets on sale until closer to the event. I think this is a really interesting idea, and I think it's a really good idea. I miss going to concerts. It's going to be very different. It's going to feel different, but get a carload of your best friends, pull up to the July talk show. I think it's really interesting, and I'm all for it, personally. Um, the, the poster says it's a social distance-friendly event. You can watch the band perform live from the safety of your own car, and that's exactly it. Um, you don't have to worry about uh, coming in contact with other people. You can still hear your favorite band play. I would love this. I would 100% go to a drive-in concert. Um, what about you, Nathan? Is this something you'd be interested in? Oh, I mean, absolutely. And like that was like just like you, like going to concerts in the summer. It's like a, I don't know. It's, it's a huge part of my summer, at least. You know, going to see live music. Um, it breaks my heart. I won't be able to go to Granville Green. Like, man, that that sucks. But I mean, it's the condition of the world right now. You gotta take care of one another and do what's right. But I think it would be a sweet idea, man. Like like you said, roll up concert with your best buds. I mean, it would be interesting to see 
how the kinks get worked out. Like if they're doing it, if they're one of the first people to do it, like getting in and out and, you know, you said that it will be like, what's the screen? How can, how, how does that work? So, um, they've got the big screen that all the cars can see people from their cars can see. So what they'd be doing is they'd be doing their concert on, on a stage and, um, it's basically, broadcast it over there. yeah, it's, and you could, you could see them if you're, you know, front row or whatever. Um, but if you can't see or you're too far away, you can see the multi-camera angles on a feed, just like a concert. You know, if you're too far away, you can yeah. see it on the screens. Yeah. I think I know. I think that's a sweet idea. I would. Al, Al, what do you? Would you? You be game? Toronto this summer? Yeah, <laughs> a, a July talk trip, Alistair. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, what do you think about this, Alistair? Is this something you'd be interested in? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's so cool just, like, seeing the ways that, like, people, like, get, like, you know, find solutions to problems and get around things and stuff like that. Like, okay, well, we can't go see concerts. Like, what if people come up with, like, a drive-in concert? It's just really cool to see different, like, like, people coming up with really, like, interesting ideas like that to, so we can still, you know, enjoy such a gift like live music, you know, because everyone, like, like live music is just so special and like it, it that's a that's i mean it's a great alternative i mean obviously nothing is like being like you know at the concert but like you know being in the, that's the next best thing i'd say is like watching it from yeah. from or having it on the radio coming in through your radio on your car and all that like there's i i really yeah i mean they're like nathan said though like it's gonna be there'll probably be a little bit of there'll be a little bit of kinks that have to be worked out i'm sure but um I think it like if if they could I, I think it's a great idea as well. I think it's I think it's yeah, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, some kinks that I can think of right away, so some issues with it would be bathrooms, um concessions, mm-hmm. merch if they wanted to sell that, but I mean the easy way around those two are just don't sell concessions and don't sell merch. Um yeah. Yeah. bathrooms would be a big one, you know. I don't think they're expecting everyone to like uh piss in a cup or whatever. So it'd be <laughs> very interesting yeah. to see how that would work. Um with so many people, you know, in one place, how a bathroom situation would work. But uh, this seems like a super interesting idea, and like you guys, uh, and like Nathan said, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we've still got music being released, um, whether that's performed live, say at a driving concert or not, remains to be seen. But artists are still releasing music in 2020. So, I want to run by you guys uh, some albums you're looking forward to for this year. Um, for me personally, uh, there's talks of a new Kanye album, which would be interesting to see, um, just to see if it's good or not. I think anything Kanye does, um, I'll check out whether I like it or not, is remains to be seen. I'm looking forward to the new Phoebe Bridgers album, Punisher, coming out in June. The new July Talk album, Pray For It, in July. Uh words of a new kendrick album coming very soon kendrick lamar would be very interesting which is which makes sense because he was uh headlining day three of oshiaga this year which i was supposed to go to but unfortunately now cannot but it's really uh, interesting to see that he could be releasing a new album as well uh and jid there's talks of a new jid album coming which would be really interesting to hear from but my number one by far by far he released a handful of singles last year. It's been long enough. It's been four years since his last album. Frank Ocean. Talks of a new Frank Ocean album coming this year. He was supposed to headline uh, Coachella, which, I mean, I don't think he would do if there wasn't a new project coming. I really want to hear new Frank Ocean. The new singles were, they were hit or miss, but I need to hear a new album ASAP, or I'm going to go crazy. Um <laughs> Alistair, what do you think? What do you think for albums this year? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I've heard of uh, talks of a new uh, Kendrick project, which, you know, Kendrick is my favorite rapper. I am a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, so if he came out with something new, I would just be over the moon. And um, a couple other, I was just looking some up earlier. Uh, Larkin Poe, I don't know if you guys ever listened to them, but they're like, uh, I'm pretty sure they're sisters. They're like, uh, they're from like southern states. I'm pretty sure they got a little bit of like a southern thing going on, slide guitar and all that. But uh, they're they're really just, their thing is like all about their singing. You know, they're great singers. My dad showed me them a video he found on Facebook of them. They're really talented. You guys should check them out. Uh, they are coming out with something new. I heard. And um, Bush uh, for the nine fans. Yeah. Their Bush is coming out with something new. I I read that today, and I like Bush. Yeah. I never. 
never got huge into Bush, but um, I like their hits. So um, it would be pretty cool to see if they came up with something new. And um, uh, Bob Dylan, I guess he's got something coming out, and I'm a massive Bob Dylan fan. And his, he had his new song come out already this year, which was like 17 minutes long and about like the assassination of JFK, which is just like out of nowhere. But it's a great song. And um, yeah, if he had a new album coming out, that'd be pretty sweet because I love Bob Dylan. But um, I'm really excited for a new Kaleo album. Kaleo is supposed to be... I don't know. Do you guys ever listen to them, Kaleo? Yeah, they, uh, they're supposed to be coming out, I guess, with something new. They haven't come out with an album since... They came out with a song not long ago, but they haven't come out with an album since, like, 2016. And I'm a pretty big Kaleo fan, so I've been waiting for something new for a while. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for that one. When's the last time Bush released an album? Do we know? Uh, I could look that up right now. Because, yeah, Bush was a really interesting band from the 90s. I used to love Bush, Gavin Rossdale, even his a couple of his yeah. solo stuff, like a couple of his little solo songs, like Adrenaline from the soundtrack for Triple uh, X or whatever with, like, Vin Diesel. That was a good song. Um, but yeah. I mean, They did something out in 2017, I think it says here. Nice. Yeah, that's what yeah. Spotify just said. That was their yeah. last year. So it's been a few years for them, too. Nice. It'd be interesting to see if they've uh, what they still bring to the table for sure. Nathan, mm-hmm. what do you think? What albums are you looking forward to? Um, the new Killers album coming out. I am stoked for that. Again, like the first thing that came off that caution, which you got to listen to. Sick tone. Really loved it. Um, so I think I would say uh, yeah, it's imploding the mirage. The new Killers album. Uh, Mount Joy is coming out in June with a new album, Rearrange Us, which is probably it's their second or, or their first album since their debut album in 2018. Uh, I'm really stoked for that. I think it's going to be great. I, I don't. I, I like Mount Joy. I think the lead singer in that band is phenomenal, and they got just great feel. Um, Willie Nelson, who my I'm my father's son, so um, First Rose of Spring comes out this summer. I'm really excited for that. Um, and I've heard that kind of talks of a new Cure album coming out and um, a new, like there's talking about Brockhampton releasing new yes. material. Yeah, which I'm really stoked for. Ginger, when that came out, I was that like, man, that's one of the greatest pieces of work. I love it. I think Ginger's um, the best Brockhampton album for me personally. Uh, it's my favorite. Ginger's yeah. my favorite. Um, I love the trilogy, like saturation. There it is. I've got it on vinyl. One, two, and three. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Ali, man, you got it. You got to listen to their. their stuff. I know. I never got into that side of rap as much, but um, I was I was listening to some songs off of Ginger not long ago, and I really like No Halo. That I really really like that song. Great tune. That one is really good. Um, sh- um, what's the other one called? Sugar. Sugar. I, I didn't like that one that much though. That one was just okay for me, but uh, really? no. No Halo, I loved. That's controversial take, Alistair. Sugar, controversial? sugar I shouldn't put sugar in it. Maybe I've got to give it another chance. Sugar's but, uh, up in my summer first, Upon first listen, I didn't love it. Yeah. Sugar's definitely, like, high, I think, as summer summer energy. Um, but at first, when I first heard it, it was a leak. It leaked um, when the album, like, first kind of got released. Or before the album mm. got released. And uh, I didn't care for it. But, I mean, as, the new, as I came to love the new sound... Um, I it grew yeah. on me big time. Yeah. That yeah. was a song that's just, that's probably one of my most played songs of the past year for sure. Yeah. It's uh so that's, that's awesome. And yeah, what else do you have, Nathan? Yeah. Uh, I think and probably just the last artist I'm really hoping, fingers crossed that he comes out with something new with Sam Thunder. Uh since Hypersonic Missiles came out, I've just been like my jaw's been on the floor. I love him. He's like second coming of Bruce Springsteen in my mind. He's such a great artist, just he's got it all. So I'm really looking forward to new stuff from him. Former Spotlight Artist of the Week, Parker's very first choice for his Spotlight Artist. Yes, that's Parker's first one. Yes. What and songs did he play? Do you remember? Uh, good question. Let me check. I know Nathan introduced me to a Sam Fender song. Um, Parker, Nathan, and I went to Value Village, and you introduced me to Will We Talk. You played it yeah, uh, at your house. Yeah. yeah. Great. One of the things I've ever sounded like nothing. It's just like, that's, that's a great song. But like Al, you listen to um, oh my gosh, it's like the second track off the album, uh, Borders. Yeah, that's my favorite one, Borders. That song is really good. Uh, on yeah, on season two we played Hypersonic Missiles and All Is On My Side, were the two. Oh yeah, yes. that's one of his new singles. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh so that's that those were Parker's picks and uh I wish Parker was here but I mean we've got a great replacement uh, in Nathan. Yeah. And Nathan, those are great. Uh we're really going to test you on this next segment because we've got our hot takes. Uh, the last segment before <laughs> Can we I it? This is so funny. The first one that you, like, I'm not going to say what it is. I'll wait for you to say it. But Nathan was like, is like, he thought you came up with them. He's like, is Landon out of his mind? No. I'm like, no, Landon doesn't come up with these. He's like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, I found them on, on I thought Twitter. that was funny. Yeah. So uh, this is actually the first episode in which the uh, I'm not the only one who knows the hot takes. So it's I figure it's better if everyone has time to formulate an opinion. Mm-hmm. Number one, let's get it out of the way. Found. Keep in mind these are not these are not mine. Uh, and for those who I mean, didn't uh, come up time, with these, no, I did not come up with these. God no. Uh, and you get hate mail <laughs> from from Nathan. Nathan will send me hate mail. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna send hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ah. Our very first, uh, our very first take. Uh, I, I, you know, before we get into that, let me let me go through the the rules for anyone who's listening for the first time. These are hot takes. I found them on Twitter. For God's sake, they're not mine. Please don't get mad at me because I didn't come up with these. I just found them and thought they'd be interesting for discussion. So I'm gonna read the hot take, and uh, each of us are going to say if we agree with it or disagree with it and why. Number one. Cashmere is a better song than Stairway to Heaven, talking, of course, about Led Zeppelin songs. Nathan, what do you think? In my opinion, there are few songs that hold a candle to Stairway to Heaven as greatest songs ever. Wow. Um, yeah, I think Bohemian Rhapsody is up to, as far as cultural impact. Yeah. Uh, American Pie, Don McLean. Um, and yesterday by the Beatles, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, straight up. Yesterday, really? That's when you're. That's the one you'd pick for Beatles. Um, I'd say "A Day in the Life" is the best Beatles song. That's just me. Really? Okay. I mean, "Let It Be" is another one that's like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. we got actually. We just got an interjection from Parker. He says. I was quote, just gonna say, did you see what yes. Parker said? Alistair, tell us what Parker said. Parker said his hot take is that he hates Cashmere. Wow. It's a sick song, but like it's it a, is, a, it I is. mean, like that that riff is pretty like pretty it awesome. Is. That's gonna be that's like ingrained in everyone's like memory forever. Like and then it, it's kind of cool because like that was I feel like that was one of the first maybe this isn't even true, I don't know, but like that was probably one of the first songs that got really big that had an alternate tuning. Like he's playing in Dadgad and like I just like I don't know, like I think that's kind of cool too, a, a cool factor about it. But um yeah, that guitar rip is awesome. I can't believe Parker hates Cashmere, but he Oasis is his favorite band. Like what what's going on there? True. Oasis. We've talked. Yeah, but no, Nathan is um, Nathan is right though. Like Stairway to Heaven is like like arguably the greatest song ever written. Like there's like yeah, like there's Cashmere isn't near Stairway. No, uh, I would agree. I think the only reason this take exists is because Stairway to Heaven has been beaten into the ground so much in everyone's collective consciousness. Like I, I also disagree with this take. I think Stairway is is the best Led Zeppelin song, but. I, I, yeah, I, I really, I really think this is just because people have gotten sick of Stairway to Heaven and dislike it now. But if you hearing these songs, um, putting away your personal um, bias, you know, maybe hearing them for the first time would be a, a good way to judge. Yeah. But yeah, no way. Cashmere is a great song. I don't agree with Parker in in his analysis that he doesn't like it, but um, <laughs> as his hot take, but. I, I certainly uh, I certainly like it, just not as much as Stairway, for sure. Uh, I completely agree. I think that uh, Stairway to Heaven, you're right in saying that it's like, I feel like a guitar center, it's like one of like seven deadly sins it's like the to band play that song. on the guitar. Yeah. yeah. You guys ever see that video? There's, um, what's his name on YouTube? I don't remember. Music is Win, I think his name is. And he goes into, he's, yes. at, he's, he's at Am, and he goes into all the different places and starts playing Stairway, and every one of them kicks him out. Like, they're like, no, you can't be in here. Yeah, like, they get all out. Like, his guitar. <laughs> he's just playing Stairway to Heaven. Yes. I love that guy. He introduced me to Neon by yeah, John Mayer. Yeah, he's awesome. He has he has really good videos. He's really like musically. He has a lot of musical knowledge. Shout out to Music Is Win on YouTube. 
Yes, music is win. Yeah, he has really, really good videos. Yeah. Alistair, you should just start playing Stairway right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Number two, I don't agree with this one. This take made me angry. Quote, I'm not saying this. This is the take. Quote, I can't understand anything Tom York says. End quote. So if we put this into into a hot take form, maybe Tom York is unintelligible. I don't agree. I think, like, there have been some songs where I'm like, what did he just say? So I look it up. But I can understand what he says most of the time. I mean... To say you can't understand I, honestly, anything. I think this one is a meme, Landon. Like, I feel like this one is just, like... Because you know how, like, the Radiohead group has their weird sense of humor? And, like, that's so something that they would find funny. Like, oh, I can't group. understand Tom York. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's just them doing their weird Radiohead jokes that only they find funny. Yeah, I get it. If this is true, let's look at it as if it is uh, a real take. I don't agree. I, you know... What, what, what about you, Alistair? Um... Like, sometimes, like, you're kind of listening to a Radiohead song and you're like, like, I don't know, the way, sometimes the way he says things, you're a little, I don't, but like, overall, like, no, it's not like I'm having, like, a hard time, like, understanding what Tom York is saying. Yeah. Nathan? Um. You're not a big Radiohead guy, are you? No, I'm going to have to throw the towel in on this one, honestly. I just. I remember one something that sticks out in my brain. I remember watching a live performance of Creep, and and there was a like I think he had an SM58 shoved halfway inside of his mouth at <laughs> certain points throughout that song. So I mean, uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm just not sure. I need a, I need to educate myself in the. Uh, Burger <laughs> just said Cashmere is the worst <laughs> song off of physical graffiti. Wow. What? I'm kind of glad he's not here right now, honestly. He'd be, he'd be catching the barrage from, from Alistair and I. Wow. Worst song off of physical graffiti is Cashmere. What? That's insane. What's with this guy? I think it's the fever delirium. It's the delirium from his fever brain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Parker, you can't hear this right now because it is pre-taped, but um, yeah, we're exposing you on, on the show. Number three, our final take before we throw it over to uh, my interview with Matt Mays. Dave Grohl is a better artist than Kurt Cobain. All right, you know what? I agree. I agree, and here's why. Here's why. Kurt Cobain was a good artist, of course, obviously. That's an understatement. He was a great artist. But I think Kirk, the legend of Kurt Cobain outweighs, the, I guess, the actual talent of Kurt Cobain. Say if he had lived, I don't think people would hold him in as high a regard as they do now. Um, I've related to more of the Foo Fighters material. I think Dave is very versatile. I mean, he's a great drummer, great guitarist, great vocalist. Um, Kurt was unique as a vocalist, so I think just based on vocal skill, Dave is better. Um, because it's always been said Kurt didn't have a good voice, and that's why he was famous. But I would honestly agree. I've just I've liked more Foo Fighters material. There's, but then again, there has been more to judge from. Um, nothing yeah. against Kurt Cobain. Very hard decision. But for me, yeah, I, this is a take I'm going to agree with. Nathan, what what do you think? Hmm. See, I'm torn. I like Foo Fighters better than Nirvana. And artistically, I, I I gotta disagree. I think that I think Kurt, man, he's just he he's the the voice of a generation of the grunge movement. He was he was like spearheading the whole thing. Um, and he was just a, and I think you are right where his legacy is almost it's like perfectly in a frame and it's, 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 it was never tarnished. I don't think, I think when, when he died, he was at, you know, the peak of his career and he left an everlasting legacy for grunge music and grunge culture. Um, and, and I, I can't take away anything from, from Dave Grohl. I mean, Oh my God, he's a member of Nirvana and he went on to form the next, probably I, I would say in a, in a period of time, Foo Fighters were the biggest band in the world. Oh yeah, and for like sure. they like, oh, define stadiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, the, when the Pretender came out, and like, I don't know, like, there's so many great. The color and the shape is like, it's an amazing album. Yeah. I'm torn on this one. I'm torn. I love them both, but I would have to disagree because it is Kurt fucking Cobain. Yeah, Alistair. I don't agree at all. I think Dave Grohl is a better musician than Kurt, but Kurt artistically just he created like I just Kurt like as an artist I think is way better than Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is a better musician. Dave Grohl is a sick drummer. He's a pretty good guitar player. He's a really good singer. But like if we're talking like specifically from artistically, Kurt Cobain is one of my favorite artists ever. Like just this whole like his whole vibe he made like with his art and all that and he was so artistic he was a painter he was a writer he was a singer musician all this stuff like yeah i think kurt cobain's one of my favorite artists yeah yeah unplugged like oh yeah for his art i think kurt cobain is like one of my favorites so i i I disagree with that one wow very interesting we're torn finally um and i would like to just uh, add a little bit of parker's input on the uh the cashmere take as well he says just not a huge fan of the Eastern vibe it has going on, and a nine-minute Zeppelin song with no guitar solo? Question mark Stinky. So, I don't know. Yeah, Parker's stinky. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, he actually smells really good, so you can't really. Yeah. Parker's got the Brazilian cologne, and it's like, oh, nice. I don't know how to say perfect in Brazil in uh, Portuguese, but it is. Great. Well, I think that's a good place to end it on uh, Parker Smelling Great. And and our segment, at least. Um, you'll hear Par- uh, Alistair and I talk about our uh, plugs and Parker's as well at the end of the show in our outro. But Nathan, uh, throw out your plugs, man. Throw out where, pe- where can people find you? Um, well, I guess uh, I was going to plug for, I guess, the band. Me and Alistair play along with uh, Heidi Burns and Peter Lumpson in The Traveling Nobody's. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, we come up with a lot of original music from time to time. We play a lot of covers and in addition to Nova Scotia. So follow, like, watch. I don't know. I, I'd, we'd we love to have you. Social support. media. Watch our videos. Yes. yes. Watch the videos. Yeah. Uh, what about you? For you, you, what's your Instagram? Can people find you there? Uh, yeah, Nathan Nine Twenty Four. It's a bunch of nonsense in the music. It's kind of like me, nonsense in music. Beautiful, anyway. poetic. Yeah, Nathan, right. thank you so much for coming on. And uh, now we're gonna throw it over to my interview with Matt Mays. It was the summer of two thousand eight. I was sitting in my dad's truck in the parking lot of the Highland Square Mall, only seven years old, listening to his road trip CD. It was in that moment where I heard an unforgettable sound a guitar line that would stay in my head for years to come, and a voice I would have the privilege of hearing live in concert twice throughout the course of my life. The song was Cocaine Cowgirl, and the voice belonged to Nova Scotia's own Matt Mays. In July of 2019, I was fortunate enough to finally meet the man behind that song in my hometown, in the very building in which I graduated from high school. And now, in May of 2020, we're welcoming him onto the show. I'd ask how you're keeping busy with the quarantine and all that jazz, but uh, you've been up to a whole lot. So you, first you started posting some covers on your Instagram, uh, including some really great Nick Drake covers. Tell me a little bit about Mantle Music. So how did that come to be? Um, well, Adam Baldwin, um, the Dartmouth songwriting uh, legend uh, making, <laughs> um, he, um, he was doing his uh, Cross Canada chin-up uh, Saturday nights. Sorry, Friday nights, and um, I just I was really inspiring to watch, and, and uh, I was sort of the chat line was bumping with all of my old friends and and a lot of new people, and, and just a lot of just just like a whole crowd of people having a great time on the chat line. I was watching it, and it sort of I woke up the next morning after shows, and it sort of felt like I had been to a film with my friends. We all kind of caught up and watched the show, and um, you kind of have to, to, to watch one of these shows and go on the chat line to experience it. But it really, you know, I wasn't planning on doing anything on the concert because I felt like so many people are doing it that it should looked after. But after watching them do that, it sort of there was a real feeling of togetherness, uh, you know, despite how digital it all, it all was. So um, I decided to do one myself. And, um, and yeah, it was really 
was weird at first playing in front of, you know, nobody uh, physically, uh, but digitally in front of, you know, a couple thousand. It was pretty pretty awesome and uh, felt a real connection. And then I, I, I just kind of take it one at a time and I just decided to do it every week, you know, until I, it sort of runs its course. But, um, yeah, it's been really, really special. And it feels like I have a show day, so all week I look forward to the show and practicing and coming up with some songs and all that. So, yeah, it's been really good for me to have sort of a thing to work towards and to kind of keep on my game a bit. Yeah, so you ended up uh, raising quite a bit of money for Mental Health Nova Scotia through through Mantle Music. Uh, where did that idea come from? Yeah, it was like eighty three thousand dollars. Crazy. Um, we um, we got we got um, reached out to by the Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia. They reached out and uh, sort of mentioned that um, that it might be a good idea for us to try to raise some money because we you know had a bit of a uh, you know, a lot of eyes on it and stuff, and um, and it's important cause to me, and it just all made sense. So I was, I thought it was a great idea. So yeah, we did it, but I, I, none of us expected, um, you know, and the BMW Murphy Group decided to to come on board and, and match double all the uh, the profits we were making, the donations. So um, we ended up, yeah, raising a, a whole bunch of money. So pretty, pretty special, you know pretty invigorating watching all the numbers go up over the course of the show yeah absolutely uh and and most recently uh also while in quarantine you dropped a surprise album and so it was entirely written and recorded while in quarantine it's titled dog city so you're someone who's very used to always being on the road and performing shows and always going place to place so i'm curious as to how the isolation um and really drastic change in lifestyle has affected your writing process on this album um, yeah, it, it's been really good for me in that sense. Um, as far as, uh, because I, I had to stay in, um, and not, I was not going anywhere, which is, which is hard for me because I, I kind of, I like change and peripheral movement and things like that. Um, like I had to kind of travel within the music kind of thing. And, uh, I think that's why I got all the songs and the album not so far because it was my only sort of escape. And, um, it was just like uh, it kind of to do another place, especially looking at the world through um, the eyes of you know canine um, instead of a human. It was sort of a really interesting escape. So yeah, I I, I I was decided to start running again at the beginning of this, and I was running every night. I, I was um, not drinking, eating well, and the super clear head, and I was waking up super going into the garage it was still super cold it was really it was kind of cold but I, it was worth it to go in there and sort of have my own space and I just started on this record and it all just kind of happened so fast because I would work on it every morning and every day and and I was just I had a super clear head and, and uh, it was great it all came together very fast and um, it was enjoyable it sort of it, the style sort of suits me I think a lot more than how you normally record records which is sort of hum and haw about stupid small stuff and it sort of gets drawn out for three years to the point where I don't like the songs anymore, but I have to put them on anyway. <laughs> so this has been a really good way for me to just sort of put a record up for the now and not have to wait like six months to release it like normal and uh, have a bunch of people make just try to make decisions on things and, and all that. It's uh, it's been it's been really good to just kind of just do it and uh, you know move on. It is really interesting, um, sonically and thematically. So it's written from the perspective of a rescue dog, but like you said, also manages to be kind of, um, it's human in, in a way as well, dealing with freedom and companionship and love. So these are all things that are really important, especially right now. So I'm really interested in uh, how you came up with the idea for this album. Where did that really come from? Because it's not it's not a traditional concept by any means. Yeah, I... Um... I think, uh, well, I was going to, I have a really great dog, and um, she, she's only two, so she's the only she to get out every day. So for the last few years, I would go when I'm home, I would take her out every day to this nearby dog park in my neighborhood. And it's sort of like this miniature dog city, and it's sort of like after you go every day and sit there for an hour, I found it very meditative um, to just sit and watch the dogs, and they kind of all know each other, and they have a whole system and a whole it's a whole different thing um, and I sort of would get onto their level and try to sort of watch what they were doing and I learned a lot about dogs and just by watching them it's really interesting and uh, 
And uh, yeah, and that was it. Every day I would go. So it just, I was sort of in that mindset for so for a long time. And I came up with the idea for Dog City probably two years ago. Every time I'd have a couple of pops, I would be like, I'm going to do a record called Dog City. <laughs> but I never would. Um, so I decided to actually just put my money where my mouth was and actually do it. And that, that's sort of what happened. So, and having that, that sort of omnipresent um, feeling of, doom and stuff from this whole when this first went down it kind of scared me into finishing it and and just writing about all the important things in life and uh and that's it so and that's if, if you look through the eyes of the dog it's all it is is just food and water and, and love and companionship that's it that's all they care about right and uh, it's all the things that humans i think really should be putting most of their most of their energy into but i think a lot of us aren't um, and I think that's where a lot of this uh, anxiety is coming from. You know, dogs don't care about me or this or that or being somewhere on time. Um, it's just all the important stuff. So I think we can't think about or speak about that stuff enough to try to sort of make people sort of try to get back onto that path maybe a little more. So what has changed from 2017 Once Upon a Hell of a Time, Matt Mays, to now, Matt Mays, what changes do you see in yourself and in your music, and uh, just the way you're approaching things, kind of, kind of generally? My life's like uh, it's completely honest. It's just much different. Uh, I was really sort of lost in space, and um, I was just uh, living in Montreal just just to record the record, and uh, uh, yeah, I was just kind of lost in space uh, in a big way. I was uh, was unhealthy and. Yeah, I just kind of moving around. I didn't have any kind of anchor, and um, yeah, some you know, some making of that record. I don't really remember that much. Such a, I was drowning my sorrows somewhat over the death of a close friend and and a, a, a lost relationship and all that. It was just I was sort of taking the easy route to get away from it. But I've uh, since then faced a lot of that. I've uh, gotten a proper therapist, and I've been taking care of my body a lot more, and and. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the first record I've done completely sober, and it was super fun, and, and I felt so much and so much beauty. And it was all really therapeutic, but um, um, yeah, I'm living with somebody now in Toronto, and I've got these great dogs in my life, and my folks are close by. And anyway, it's been, it's, uh, you know, I put in a lot of hard work in the last few years, and uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a completely different place I'm coming from. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really love loved that last record. But I'm, just, I'm glad I'm not in the same headspace I was when I made it. That kind of brings me to uh, the next thing I wanted to, to talk about. So you haven't been on the road. In fact, no one has really been on the road in the past while. But, I mean, you have been on the road consistently for a number of years. What do you miss most about the road, if at all? And, and what changes do you see in the future for you having this time to reflect, having this time to really better yourself? How's that going to change how you approach touring and how you approach life on the road eventually? Well, I think if we're allowed to play more, when, I mean, when we're allowed to play more, which I think is sooner than we all think, um, um, I'm going to just play more just in case we ever get it taken away again. Um, but I, I think I miss my band the most. You know, I miss the expression, self-expression, I think, also. Um, I'm a pretty quiet guy that doesn't really, uh, you know, I have some social anxiety issues and, you never know if you watch my show because I sort of really come out of my shell to this sort of really flamboyant sort of character, um, which is still me, but um, I'll be having that outlet. You know, I, I, most of the time I'm avoiding social activities. And things. I'm a bit of a introvert. I just stay in the studio and work away. But um, um, it's uh, I miss being able to have that every night or whatever, getting out to go out and get crazy and get my eyes out, I think, with my best friend brothers you know and and over the last 20 years of touring i i have a you know grown a really uh strong relationship with every town and then whether it's the town itself or the people um i, I miss towns when i don't when i'm not in them for a while because i know them i know their vibe so well that it's just, uh i feel lucky that i've you know have a different insight now where i've sort of feel really lucky that i've at least gotten to know every single town in canada really well uh, know where all the coffee shops are, and, you know, know where, just know the vibe, you know. Um, so I'm looking forward to really celebrating that in my relationship with all the towns again and getting out. 
some artists like say July Talk even are doing drive-in concerts, which is very interesting. Um, earlier on the show, we had mentioned that myself and uh, my co-hosts Alistair and Nathan. So I'm interested, is that something you could see yourself doing, maybe a driving concert or working around the restrictions in a safe manner? Yeah, for sure. My whole team is being sort of, I think a lot of people's uh, team and family um, is uh, working on ways and and the more people working on ideas to do this, the, the sooner we're going to come up with a, a way to do it. But um, the whole pod idea of like gangs to just, you know, uh, stick in one group or whatever. Um, I mean, the whole Trinity Bellwood incident that happened in Korea, thousands of people not respecting any of the distancing code, yeah. which is really disheartening. Um, you know, it makes me think uh, that there needs to be, it's, there has to be enforcement. I don't think people are going to, especially young people, are don't give a shit. Um, they, I think, they um, are going to have to come up with some sort of enforcement, which I think is going to be all part of it. You know, until it becomes habitual or whatever. But by that time, we're going to, I think, have a bit of an antidote to this, this bug. But, um, yeah, we're, we have some, we have a few ideas on the go for this summer. And, and uh, it's really important for me to, like that's why I wanted to put Dog City out, and I did put Dog City out because I just I want people to have tunes for the summer, and I want to have shows for the summer. I just I really love that it makes people happy, and and um and that how bands I like, you know, do it, and and you know July Talk, who are really ahead of the curve on, on most things, uh, almost everything. Um, uh, I think it's really great that they they're just nobody knows what's going to work, what's going to not work, but. Even the image they put up, it just makes you want to go to this thing. And, and um, if it works for movies, it's gonna it's gonna work for shows, you know. So I think it's really fantastic, and and it sure as hell is gonna be better than nothing, you know. So I think I'm really proud of them for just for for stepping up to the plate. <laughs> My uh, from Joy Talk both sang on Dog City too, which is really cool. It's nice there. They're out singing on stuff and really supporting everything, which is great. So. Perfect. Yeah, and and so just winding down, being that this is uh, a Nova Scotian show on a Nova Scotian radio station, um, we kind of have to talk about Nova Scotia in that way. So Nova Scotia has been hit pretty hard these past few months through COVID, through the tragedy in Port Pic, through the snowbird accidents. Uh, Nova Scotia has been taking a lot of damage lately. And as an artist who contribute so much to not only the art but even to Nova Scotia through raising money for uh, Nova Scotia, mental health Nova Scotia things of that sort how uh, how's your relationship with the province since everything's kind of been going down do you feel stronger and more connected to your home lately yeah I mean I always feel incredibly connected to home you know I, I have a hard, hard time being away and living abroad and um I, it's always I'm always I come home as much as I can and I'm always I'm, just, I'm there a lot um, but yeah of course it, it's been really hard to be away um, I've been watching the border uh, I was going to come home and do um, some stuff but I would have to quarantine 40 days and I could do it with my schedule here so I'm waiting for things to die down enough to come home right away and um, just be there or whatever um, but yeah I uh, I don't think my love for Nova Scotia could have gotten any any bigger, but I think just my just my heart grew a little bit, uh, you know, uh, a little bit heavier, and, and um, I just sort of feel like it's calling me back a bit. So I don't know what I can do, but I just feel like not being away. So I think uh, we're going to pack up and try to come home for most of the summer and try to play some music. And I'm going to make new music with the band. I already have those guys are all down. So we're gonna do a full band record when I'm home, and, and uh, yeah, just just try to be there for everybody, you know. So yeah, that definitely hit me hard. Well, as we mentioned earlier, the new album is out, Dog City, available on Bandcamp. Matt, um, throw out your plugs. Where can people find you? What have you got coming down the pipeline? Although things have kind of been stunted, there's uh, you've still got Mantle Music and all that jazz going on. So yeah, throw out your plugs. Where can people find you? What have you got going on? Yeah, I'm just Instagram's the best thing for me. Um, uh, but I'm on all the the platforms, um, and yeah, my my 
Saturday night program is on every night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Sorry, at 9 p.m. Atlantic time. And uh, yeah, Dog City's on Bandcamp because I released it so quick that I had to put it on Bandcamp. But it's the only thing you can release records on sort of right away. But it will be on Spotify probably in another week or two and all the other plat- plat- platforms. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, I'm putting it on vinyl soon. But yeah, Instagram's the best bet because I'm always on there and I'm always having a laugh. So. So, um, yeah, and we'll be uh, hopefully playing in a town you very soon, as soon as we, uh, we all get to together. Hey, everyone. Landon here. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you very much for tuning in. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram at MiskRhythm, Facebook.com slash MiskRhythm. You can follow me on Instagram at Landon Morris. The O in Morris is a zero. You can follow Alistair at Alistair Cameron 12 and you can follow Parker at Parker McIsaac. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.